Evolution has led me to this to blind remnants and blind remnants of the emptiness. Evolution has led me to this to blind remnants and blind remnants of the emptiness. Evolution has led me to this to blind remnants and blind remnants of the emptiness. Evolution has led me to this to blind remnants and blind remnants of the emptiness. Old memories forgotten, deep web woven to cotton, causing distraughtin, conceived forgotten, volatile rot, volatile rot. What's going on guys? Welcome to the Unrelated Filler, episode 7, where we're gonna compare and contrast the differences between the Ghost in the Shell anime movies as far as the original um, 1995 movie is concerned and the 2004 release of Innocence. Innocence? Innocence. Innocence. Yeah. With me as always are Juan and Mike and my special our special guest for this episode is going to be the Mangos, the angriest Mango Mondo. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hello. Hello. So we've been uh, hyping up this podcast for a little bit. When I say hyping up, I mean we've, we've talked about it. Only because um, of the love that uh, Mike and Juan share for Ghost in the Shell and the despicable uh, hate that Mike has towards Scarlett Johansson. She sucks at <laughs> acting. Like, fuck. There's no way around this. She sucks dick at acting. <laughs> Uh, before I go on, I guess I, I should mention that uh, according to the email that I got, I should be mentioning that you could find this podcast on Stitcher Radio or Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Eventually, maybe even YouTube. We'll see what happens there. Who knows? Who knows? And before we start actually like comparing and contrasting the two series themselves, I wanted to talk about the two individual anime movies. Because it was my first time seeing them. I know Juan's seen them both, and I think Mike maybe hadn't seen Innocence. I had not seen Innocence, no. Alright. And I think Mondo like half-watched one of them, and watched all of all of the other one. I mean, um, I watched all of it. I just wasn't paying attention to parts here and I, there. I felt like mm-hmm. you, were, you were tired and sleepy like most of us were. Yeah. And Mike took like a little nap in between our... Our watching of the movies. I expected to sleep for like an hour, and then I woke up, and three and a half hours had passed. I awoke in a daze. I awoke in a daze to Mondo staring at me. (laughs) Yeah, I woke up, and he was just staring at me. I'm pretty sure I would have been asleep for longer had I not felt his gaze. (laughs) (laughs) Those deep, dark, beautiful eyes of his. You got lost as soon as you opened them. So... (laughs) Juan, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about the first movie, I guess. Um, or okay. Juan and Mike, if you, if you want to interject, Mike. Wait, what? If you want to... If you and Juan could tell us a little bit about the first movie. Since uh, I, I'm assuming that you guys have seen it more than uh, I have. So you could just run down the basic... Uh, like, the premise and the story. Um... How do we start, Han? The beep um, boop robots. We'll start with the beginning. Um, Ghost in the so, Shell takes place in a uh, cyberpunk. Uh, I wouldn't really say dystopian. No, no, future. it's not dystopian. As a matter of fact, it's fucking. Uh, what's the Near word future? I'm looking for? It's it's uh, beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful uh, in its. It's beautiful in its uh in its ugliness. Cyberpunk? It's beautiful in its ugliness. Yeah, it, it's cyberpunk. Like, there's no like, it, it's just a future, but cyberpunk. It's it's a cyberpunk future. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, it, it looks amazing. It's about, you know, robots and stuff. And uh, the main thing around this is that cybernetics and implants have uh, uh, advanced to the point where you can have your limbs replaced and even your entire body replaced minus your brain. Um, and you can have an entirely new body, a new prosthetic body. And um, the major, the main character in this series, um, the only thing human about her is her brain. Yeah. So and even then, her supposed. brain's been enhanced, supposedly, yes. They never really... Uh, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, she's uh, she's got her brain. Her brain's been, you know, cybernetically enhanced, but it's still her brain. Yeah. And the rest of her body is completely... It's prosthetic. It's synthetic. None of it is human flesh. It is basically like a... Like a doll that they get out from a manufacturing line. Not really a doll, but yeah. like a like a hollow. It's a shell. shell. I mean, more or less. They call them shells. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, they're they're more or less like a doll that your brain is controlling. Which I mean, when you think about it, is normally like it's, your body. But just I guess that's that's a driving point. Like that that's another point to the show because Ghost in the Shell is centered around the idea of what makes you human exactly, and like, yeah, just it's what makes a human human. Yeah, and, and so yeah. B- before watching this, I had like the only idea of Ghost in the Shell that I had was just the anime that they had on Adult Swim for a while, the standalone complex. Because if you had told me before, have I watched um, Ghost in the Shell? I would have told you, oh yeah, I watched uh, a few episodes <laughs> on Adult Swim. I I would have <laughs> never, at least a few years back, I would have never have thought that there was a movie because I was just never exposed to it. And mm. I wouldn't have thought, you know, I've never had made it a point to look for anything past the the actual series itself, the or at least the first series itself, the so standalone complex, which I feel is a popular like conception. Because when I told Mark that we're watching the movies, he was like, "What? I didn't even know there was a movie for that." When did it come out? And then, and then I was like, "Yeah, there, <laughs> there were two, and it came out, and one came out in 1995, and one in 2004." And he was like, "What? <laughs> no way." See, I, I mean, I think that whole idea is kind of just centered around that whole uh, Adult Swim age, where fucking Ghost in the Shell was just on constantly on Adult Swim. Mm. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know much about the show either at, at the time. I just, I knew what it was, and I knew that it was a show, and I knew it was coming out on Adult Swim at a certain time. And that was about all I knew. See, for me, it was the opposite because I watched the actual 1995 movie when it came out in stars. And then uh, when I was working at the taco shop, I would come out. I would come out late at night, like at two, and I would just watch TV. And I'm like, oh, you know, well, I saw the opening. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is nice. I like the song. And then they showed, you know, the major, the character. I was like, hey, I remember that her. And then I started watching. I was like, oh, that's what the anime is called. So when you when you were watching it, did you, or when you first watched it, did you like rent it or buy it, or how did you come about like stumbling across a movie? I uh, I watched it on Stars when it was a uh, cable, on cable. For me, um, my uncle had a pirated VHS tape, and that's how <laughs> I watched it as a kid. And then I watched it years later down the road, but um, the way I watched it then was um, a DVD. Yeah, and I, you know. Because I watched some of the episodes on Adult Swim, I had a vague idea of uh, like the world that it was set in, but I didn't think that it was going to be like exactly what I enjoy whenever I think of like cyberpunk uh, futuristic bullshit. It, it really is what, what you believe it is like when you first assume like cyberpunk. Is a manga like 
does it build the world a little bit more? Yeah, uh, but it's centered more around comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rather than, than the movies and the animes being serious, it centers more about slapstick comedy. Bato, Bato, he's great because he's really badass and he's very serious looking. But in the manga, he's uh, he's just like a what were they called? A joke. Like a joke. He, uh, yeah, he's a joke. He he's just just a comic. He's relief? just a character. Comic yeah, he's a comic a, he's a comic relief. And Juan has just uh, sent me or sent us a picture of Bato in the in the manga. Look at the little. And he looks like he looks <laughs> like a joke. His eyes have little dots in the middle of them, like little tiny jokey dots. Yeah, I like, I love the manga because it's hilarious. Uh, here's a major. He's just sent another one with the major putting her fingers in her mouth and sticking her tongue out, spreading her, you know, doing a little kid spreading shit. Spreading her, you know. <laughs> spreading her, you know. <laughs> yeah, in, in the manga, she was pretty uh, childish. And, and so and what they had to do in the movie is they had to make her more adult-like. Well, they made her adult-like, but she was still rather bratty. Yeah, uh, they, but not they, as bratty as this. Oh, yeah. No, no, nowhere near as bratty as this. But they, they do bring up in the movie that she was being like a... What was it? What's that word? Angsty. She was, like, she was quite angsty. Yeah, she was just like a teen. Kind of. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what I am. <laughs> so, let's get back into the explanation. Uh, I guess from this point forward, it's just a spoiler. You know, a spoiler thing. Stop listening. Thing of a bopper. Yeah, a spoiler thing of a bopper. Stop listening if you care. And okay. I, yeah. No, fuck you, Mondo. You're a part of this. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it starts off just like, like every other, every other Ghost in the Shell series has started. Um, Major's on a rooftop, uh, and they show off her, um, what, what's it called again? The actual term for her invisibility cloaking? Thermal optics? Thermo, yeah, her th- she has a thermal optics, like, a suit on. It, it looks pretty much like she's naked because it's a very thin, like, fabric that she wears over herself. She turns invisible, she jumps down from a building, and, uh, she swoops in, as uh, well, that's that's a little ahead, actually. That is yeah. a little ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so basically, they're they're she's uh eavesdropping into a conversation that the people inside are having. Um, I forget who they are exactly, but one is a is a diplomat. He's a diplomat from was it America? I think it might have he, been America. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he was talking to I believe a coder of some sort or something like that. And he was telling him that they were going to be going back to his country. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we can't go because, you know, the thing that we're doing and then the major gets cut off by Bato. And they're about to get ready to uh, dive in and, and do, you know, police work. Do the thing. Do the thing. But before they can, what happens is um, I believe it was was it the government or the police force that storms in the building? The police force. Yeah, the police force storms in the building because they believe that this, uh, you know, that they've done something illegal by trying to pull this guy out. Um, this, because uh, I'm assuming the coder that they had was like some government official, and they thought he was like kidnapping them essentially. So they run in there and uh, they don't shoot, but like they already have their guns out and everything. And this dude, this diplomat, has like bodyguards, and without even thinking, they they pull out their super high-powered rifles from their from suitcases, suitcase. and they just start firing. And the even the diplomat's like, "Hold, hold the fuck on, calm down." But no, they don't. 
and they start <laughs> shooting down the hallway and the police are freaking out and they're firing back and everything's just gone to shit. Yeah, they break in and they're like, what the hell is going on? And then uh, the director from Section 6 comes in and says, hey, you're doing uh, illegal work. And the guy's like, no, we're not. Uh, we're a peaceful government. And then the major goes in and shoots the guy, and the he guy shoots explodes. Shoots him in the head, and, and with an explosive his, bullet. His, his head just fucking go. It's gone. It explodes. There's, it explodes. It goes boom. Pieces of cybernetics and flesh just everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so they shoot the window, and they see her. She disappears, all magical and shit. She and yeah. does her her little. She runs her hand across her face, and the first thing that I thought of was, <laughs> "You can't see me," which you know. Now you- I blame myself for that. Now you know where John Cena gets it. You now I know where John Cena me. got it from. <laughs> and, you know, plot. The, the plot develops. The, the plot, plot develops. begins to develop. Uh, you start figuring out that um, there's a person that's hacking into some of these... Uh, there's peop- a series of, people. like... Yeah, there, there's a series of uh, government officials being um hacked uh, through their prosthetic bodies and stuff and um they're being made to do different things which is terrifying it's terrifying because in having a completely synthetic body you open yourself up to literal viruses like you get a computer virus and you're like oh i'll just get rid of it with malware bites or something but you can't (laughs) do that with this because it's your fucking body and like if you okay it's scary in that, like, the viruses can make you see shit or make you do shit. They and could... there's nothing you can do about it. And so half the time, most people don't even know that they're yeah. being hacked. And so it's a very scary thing when you put yourself in these people's shoes. The future is scary. The future they should have had malware bites for bodies. They should have had malware bites. They for do. It's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's a scene early on when <clears throat> this... Uh, they explained the concept a little bit more to you where the major and um, Bato are looking for this uh, person that's hacking into one of the government's officials that they're, that they have in one of their rooms and they trace it back to a garbage man who's uh, you see him using like a phone booth and then going back into the, into his garbage truck and he starts explaining to his partner that he's hacking his his wife to try and see if she's cheating on him, <laughs> and he's like, "Who the fuck taught you to hack?" And he was like, "Oh, well, there was this guy. There was a swell guy over here, <laughs> and he taught me how to get into my wife's memories and you know see everything that she sees and fuck her up from the inside." And he's he's telling him his whole uh, what's going on, his story, how about his daughter and how that they've been married for a bit, but they're like separated right now, so he's in an apartment and blah blah blah. And then, you know, this becomes uh, slightly important later. But they have this little chase scene because (laughs) for some reason um, the police or Bato uh, corners the car kind of. And the guy that's driving says, oh, no, I got to go warn that swell guy that uh, they're on to us. They know that we're hacking. And you think that... he finds him and he <laughs> he finds him and he and they know they, he just screams out they know to this guy that's just on the telephone and you're like what the fuck and this guy that gave him illegal hardware 
he he just like the um the he he's standing there in an alley, you know, wearing a cloak and shit like most drug dealers do. And um, this trash man's just like, oh man, and he sticks his head out the window, and he's just like, man, hey, they're they're coming for you. They found <laughs> out you're fucked, and he's just screaming this in the street. And I, why? Uh, he had to warn them. He, it, I, I mean, guess, you know, you you figure out why later, but uh, a little bit later. Yeah, so, it, it makes more sense later. So there's a little there's a little chasing that goes on, and a bunch of action stuff happens, and everything that happens there is fucking cool. Which, by the way, uh, the chasing that they have, uh, the Matrix, they they reference that. Yeah, there were uh, a few references that I, I've like after watching this movie. Or I guess watching the Matrix first and then watching this movie, I was like, "Huh, I guess the Matrix did take a a little bit from this movie here it's and there." It's all of it. And I mean, a little bit <laughs> being most most of the world, you know. But that's that's neither here nor there. But um, the major manages to incapacitate the person that she is chasing because he's running away. They make a mention that he's using high velocity bullets, uh, which is a it was just a cool thing. I just thought I'd bring it up. He was chunking the like this armored vehicle with with his hand weapon. Like it wasn't it wasn't this big ass turret or anything. It's no, just it's this just gun. like a little. It was like not a not a handgun, but a, it was like a su- it was like a submachine gun or yeah, something. Just, and, and this dude is just tearing this vehicle apart. This armored government sanctioned vehicle. Now before and... he before he started shooting, like you saw him take the gun out, and then you saw him set his feet, and you you would think to yourself, why is this guy setting his feet? And he starts firing, <laughs> and it's just blowing his entire body back <laughs> and yeah they he blows up the vehicle and um togusa and the major they just barely get out of there and they're like oh fuck and um bato shows up in his regular car and then yeah that's when the major yells at him she's like he's using some really strong bullets yeah that <laughs> that that car door isn't gonna stop anything you should stop right here <laughs> you should just run away so they managed to incapacitate the guy they bring him back for questioning and you find out that that guy is what they're calling a puppet who's being controlled by the in quotes puppet master some guy that's been hacked that's been um that's being he's controlled. been led to believe that he's living a life that he has not been yeah, yeah. and the same goes for the, the trash uh, man the trash man they were both unknowingly living these lives that they believe were real, but they were not. And they were being made to do certain things. And uh, you come to find out that that um, they're able to implant these false memories inside of your brain and the real memories that you had before may never ever be like recollected again because they fucked you up so hard. Yes. Yeah. And to the point where they showed him the picture, like they... There was a point inside um the trash the trash vehicle the trash the, vehicle the, the, yeah where the trash man pulled out a picture and he was like look this is a picture of me and my daughter and the his partner never looked at it because he was like you know I don't care about that crap and then when they show him that same picture that he showed him when that he showed his partner inside the interrogation room where they had him it was just a picture of himself walking his dog like a, a selfie picture that's and, it anyway, there was no wife and you find out that he was never married and he never had a daughter and he's been was he, he was never he never had a house it was just all fake memories and he's been living in the same shitty apartment for 10 years and he's just like no 
this can't be. And you know, it, it's it's a thing that I thought he was he really kind funny. of comes to accept it, but he's like yeah. still freaking out. He's just like, am I ever gonna get my old memories back? And they're like, uh, no, probably not. Yeah, so he's just left in that room, and it's like, well, this is this is it. <laughs> this is your life. This is your life now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they really can't do anything for the guys, so that's that's that. But yeah. I mean, it, it really serves just to show how horrible it is to get fucked by like a virus like that. Better install those malware bites. Better install <laughs> some antiviruses. What happens after the? Interrogation. I don't exactly remember. Um, the major goes scuba diving. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And then you know more talking mm-hmm. and plot, which I should point out in that I've been telling y'all this the whole you know time we watch the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, this director is really slow paced. Like yes, that's why I was telling you. Like everything is slow paced. Like there's more di- dialogue than action. I mean that's fine. I mean I I, I watch Bakemonogatari, which is like ninety five percent talking. Which is all talking and like five percent action. See, yeah. I I had a lot of trouble watching this because of that. Um, but I don't know. Like now that you mentioned Monogatari, Monogatari was fine in that aspect because it it, it kind of had like a lot of visual aspect to, to to go with the talking. Like they put a lot of emphasis on like what they were saying and shit because they would introduce like random like quirky little visuals or animations or something like that. Yeah. So and that's so, one of the things like. What? Yeah, so so it was more pictures showing pictures that helped you with the dialogue rather than you know just talking and you had to right follow. right like you weren't just staring at two characters like going back and forth or some shit like that. Yeah, like- I mean for me, I I was fine with the di- with the back and forth dialogue. I think most one because I enjoy the characters themselves. Um, I think another reason why I was fine with it was because I love this type of setting and I, I like I don't know like. Ghost in the Shell has always felt to me like, I don't want to call it like a buddy cop show, but like it's, <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it. Like, they have a platonic relationship. It's oh, a well, mobile armored riot police show. I mean, it's like a, yeah, it's like a police show, I guess. <laughs> and like, I've always like a crime show, I guess. And I've always like enjoyed shows like that. So I've never had issues with like seeing back and forth dialogue. And I enjoy seeing them just like uh, the, the interactions between the different members of, uh, section nine so i mean like i i've never had an issue with it but again it might be because i've always enjoyed this this thing as yeah. a whole yeah and uh, i guess because i watched it so many times i'm just like yes i follow what you're saying keep going i mean i don't necessarily necessarily care if there is a lot of talking or a lot of action i just i'm just the kind of person that goes to see something and if it's interesting and it uh maintains my interest then i like it and if it's not and if it doesn't then i don't which mm. is what can be said by from a lot of movies that I like, I guess. It can be said by anything. It can be said about anything. It can yeah. be said about a book. Yeah. So there was a lot of talking, and then the puppet master. Oh wait, you said to hold on. No. Oh, so okay. I've been recording for a little bit, but there oh. there's been a lot of talking in a little scene, uh, where the major goes up from scuba diving and Bato tells her, you know what, you could you could fucking sink down to the ground and never come back up and just end up dying down there. And she's like, I don't care. I'm cool and angsty. <laughs> so angsty. So angsty. And then she proceeds to go and to like the room inside the boat and start undressing herself to where Bato um, 
what's the word? Where uh, uh, turns around. She's, he's like, oh, not bashfully turns around, but he respectfully. He's a turns man around. of yeah. respect. He respects mm-hmm. her, and he's not gonna be the kind of guy that just like stares at her whenever she undresses and shit. I mean, even so, I mean, it's not like the major has ever cared. No, she doesn't care, but Bato cares. She doesn't give a shit. And, Bato and that cares gives you, a lot. Yeah, Bato cares, and that gives you a little bit of insight on his uh And they, they have such a good relationship with one another. Yeah. It's not romantic. It's just they're really good friends. They're buddy buddies. They're buddy cops. Buddy cops. <laughs> but buddy um cops. yeah, the the other significant part of the, the boat scene was that um that's when they first introduced that there might be something a little wrong with the major. Or yeah. there's something off because um I forgot what were they discussing exactly? I believe it was where the major was bringing up that she wasn't sure like if her memories were, were actually real or something that they whether... made. Yeah. Yeah, and then she also brought up the question that she wasn't either like a hundred percent sure whether she was human at one point or not and yeah. so yeah they begin speaking and i believe that's when they brought up the uh the mirror reference. yeah it was the puppet master speaking as her yes uh basically it's a quote from the bible and that's where they're freaked out they're like uh did you say that and she's like nah. <laughs> that was not me yeah. <laughs> a, a voice just started speaking to them and because the, the way that they were speaking was through a communication method that they have where they, you know, speak through... They have, like, a... Uh, with their prosthetic bodies, they have a they have a built-in voice comm that they can speak to one another, like, everybody in section, uh, in section 9. Like, they can all speak to each other. It's not telepathically, it's just... It's like, like a... They're thinking it's, and it's they like, can... It's like, like if they had... Shit, no? yeah, like, imagine you had Skype, but it was built into your head, and you can use it anywhere you went. That was pretty much what they yeah. were doing. Except it doesn't and sound And they were like just shit. talking to each other. <laughs> It doesn't sound like <laughs> shit. It has a slight like metallic overtone to it, but, but you still fine. sound pretty. And clear. it doesn't try reconnect. That's fine. I mean, that, yeah, that's fine <laughs> considering Skype's awful fucking quality, where you sound like you sound like you're trying to speak through like a bunch of. Just, God, uh, could you imagine uh, Skype patenting patenting that? <laughs> <laughs> Prosthetic bodies. <laughs> I, I mean, I could imagine apps wanting to be run on you know within your body that'd be weird but you know this mindcom has been brought to you by and then a fucking ad and then it connects you crunchy <laughs> like the little x so that you know <laughs> a, a window doesn't pop up and um but yeah so the like everybody that has um prosthetic or or just um uh brain enhancements actually can use the the internal comms and stuff like that. So what happened was the major and Bato were speaking to each other just plainly, you know, through their voice. And then out of nowhere, they hear major's voice through the comms being spoken. And it's telling them a Bible in regards to the mirror. I can't remember the exact quote though. What we see now is but a dim glimpse in the mirror. And soon we shall see face to face. There you go. That's what it was. And so they're just staring at each other and they're like, I don't know who the hell just said that. <laughs> and they just leave it at that. And they just leave they it. Just leave it th- they're like, we'll never talk about this. <laughs> we'll forever. never too speak s- of this day too again. Too spooky for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we get a cutscene where, you know, they're the majors in the city and everything's slow and it, everything's moving slow. But you see in the in the city that there's people that look like the major. Because again, her body's mass produced. Yeah, to so to emphasize she's, that she's like uh, like they like they call her just a shell. 
yeah, and robots. Her her she body is isn't job. special, and she's not unique, uh, which is kind of weird because if you think about it, um, uh, biologically, our features and stuff are, are unique. Well, our bodies are special, whereas we're unique. We have variety, but these uh, these shells they're mass produced. Mm-hmm. They're mass produced, and they're everybody in Section Nine, and a large portion of people that have prosthetic bodies have been supplied by one specific company. Yeah, and um, in that company, like they have uh, specially done, like this company's um, their prosthetics are like top secret and shit. They don't let anybody look at like how everything works and stuff. So they work on Section Nine's prosthetics because mm-hmm. almost everybody in Section Nine has prosthetics. Yeah, with the exception of the chief and Togusa, which is this straight. He's like the straight edge cop. He he never gets out of line. He's not the the loose cannon cop with uh with nothing to lose or whatever. He's uh yeah he's 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 straight and narrow, and uh, he prefers to use a gun that is not from the modern era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he because fuck technology. Because fuck technology. So, yeah, um, and they explain this to him while they're all in the elevator together. Because, um, yeah, uh, I believe it's Bato that talks about it. He's like, yeah, our prosthetics get done by that company. Nobody knows how anything works. And uh, the major just came from there one day, and we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that happens. And then uh, there's a naked woman in the road. There's a naked woman on the road, hit. and she gets hit. And she gets hit, and it turns out that yeah, that's the puppet master. Turns out that that's was the puppet, puppet master. master. And they have their they have her body in this room, where they're like trying to uh, get trying into to it, trying to figure out happened. yeah, trying to figure out shit. And um, yeah. who who's the uh, the person that goes to try and see? Um, what's going on? Like one of the representatives from that company, isn't it? No, oh it, no, no, it was, it was Section Seven. Section it was seven. Section Six. Six. Uh, section six What's and uh, an American representative. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so, section six and an American representative. They and go. They, they um. They go and try and see like what's going on. So you know if something is going on that it won't get out to, I guess the public or to other sections. Yeah. And then, so, then it starts talking. It starts talking. It, it's a the body of a woman, but the voice of a man. The body Great of a woman, but the voice of a man. With Great a voice. fucking beautiful voice. Beautiful. It, it's not something that I'd want to hear coming out of a, of a, a woman. Like half woman, <laughs> half woman body, but you know, still cool. Yeah. And yeah, during like all this that's going on, the major is in a like I guess like a security room where there's a bunch of cameras and stuff, and yeah. she's looking and listening in on everything that's going on. And uh, it's just talking to them all creepily. Just talking creepily, telling them. And and it's giving out, basically it's giving out rhetoric saying that I am, yes, I am this person. um, And uh, he he explains, is it right here where he he explains that he's uh, basically, yeah, he's basically an AI that uh, became self-aware. Life form, yes. Yeah. He is an AI that uh, that learned to uh, that gained a soul essentially. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, he he explains that he was an experiment by that company that has been building 
uh, those, uh, like everybody's prosthetics and stuff. And he's like, yes, I, I came from there and, uh, he's project 2501. I'm here to seek political asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came to Section 9 because he's like, you guys will protect me, right? But uh, Section 6 gets there, and their job was to just uh, take him back and then get rid of him. Um, I believe, that, doesn't he explain there that like what he does? No, uh, that was way after the afterwards. Ah, okay. He's just telling them how he's he's a, he's a program, but he became self-aware. Yeah, he's he's fully sentient. He, yeah. he's, he's alive. And yeah, then, and that's why that's why Aramaki, the the director of Section Nine, is like, "What is this artificial intelligence? You're thinking like he's, you know, this AI is just gonna spout whatever, you know, it it was programmed to do." Programmed mm-hmm. to say, but yeah, yeah, he's like, "No, no, I'm Project Two Five Zero One, and I was born in the Sea of Information. I was born, born from in the, the web, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if uh, the sept- if we had the an septic- AI like that?" That that would come out. It, it would just be spouting memes half the fucking <laughs> oh, time. God, could you imagine that? I don't want to. Sounds disgusting. It does. It sounds like uh, uh, the worst My Little Pony meme spouting <laughs> alt-right garbage that you can ever think of. It's also oh, going to be Futa. It's also going to be Futa. <laughs> um, part dragon. Now, what prompted mm-hmm. him to uh, blow up the stuff, the like the he, computer and he, stuff. I forgot what happened. Uh, he didn't blow it up. It was a uh, section six, I think, or the American government that wow. came in, raided it, and and took out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were they were planning on uh, taking off with it. Yeah, That's wait, right. no, are you sure it wasn't section seven that came to visit and six came to raid them? Maybe because uh, I like okay because another big deal with um. With uh, the way the Japanese government works is uh, they have these sections. Obviously, Section Nine is the one where we deal with like, Chinese that's, government. That's our group. Yeah, the Chinese. I'm sorry, and um, they have you know sections one through nine. Well, there's internal battles between all of the sections constantly, mm-hmm. and I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe it was a representative of Section Seven that came with an American representative. They get there and they're looking at the guy or whatever, and then they start talking with Aramaki, and that's when they discuss, you know, uh, everything will be fine as long as you work with us on this. And so he, the guy, starts divulging uh, a little bit of information on the thing. But then I'm pretty sure Section Six brought like their fucking hit squad, and uh, they came in, or was it was it the same section? It was the same section because that same guy came out. Has that's been coming right. out. And he's a director of Section Six. Yeah. So okay. So it was Section Six, and um, what happens is they're they're all talking, and Tolgusa, meanwhile, felt kind of uh, off about the two guys that came in the building. So he's sitting in his car, and then he uses apparently the parking lot at the Section Nine building has pressure sensors for the parking lot and for each car that parks in and he takes a look at the weight for both of the cars that the two guys came in and one of them weighed um significantly less than the other and he was trying to balance out like uh, how much both of those guys would weigh and um i i forgot what the revelation was i believe he said one of them uh he asked if one of them was uh, a prosthetic user and they're like no uh-huh. no neither of them are neither of them are prosthetic users and he's like well that's weird because this one weighs significantly less than that one Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, yeah, then it turns out one of them was a prosthetic user because he does the whole stretchy hands, extendo fingers. 
<laughs> he he does the gif. He does that gif that everybody <laughs> knows about. And yeah, and out of nowhere, I, I guess because they they just didn't want Aramaki anywhere near the um the um, puppet master. They that's when the this giant squad of people come in. Yeah, I think it's because uh, the puppet master was like saying too much, so they're like, "Oh, let's cut it short." And then uh, explosions. Yeah, explosions happen in the building. They got raided, and uh, that's when everybody gets their guns up and stuff. And uh, yeah, they blow a hole in the side of the building, and then they kind of just escape with the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they throw him in a car. Yeah, they throw to- it in a car they and they zip car. him up. Yeah, and Togus is like, "I'm gonna shoot you." Yeah, Togusa is like, oh, let me pull out my my fancy handy-dandy old-ass gun. gun. Yeah, and so he brings it out, and like everybody's like, Togusa, please, please tell you you have something stronger than that. And he's like, nah, I got this. And yeah, he starts shooting at the front of the car, and it doesn't do shit. And as it drives away, he does manage to get a tracking bullet in the license plate. plate. So good on him for that one. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Togus's use of a shitty gun is like a constant pun, I guess, that everybody like everybody shits on him for it. Yeah. And so another chasing happened. Another, another chasing. chase. Uh, kind of a chasing because like kind nothing of. happens. They're yeah. like, uh, just pursue him. But like they don't know that they're being pursued yet. Yeah. Uh, but then dialogue, more dialogue. And then uh, and a showdown. The, and then the major finds out where the uh the car's headed. Yeah. And it's is is it like a museum type of thing? It's a museum. It looked type of, like a museum. It's a museum type of thing in the lawless zone. In the lawless yeah, so oh, yeah, zone, zone is like yeah, it's uh, yeah. I forgot how exactly is the lawless zone. It's like the, I mean, the obviously lawless. the lawless zone. Well, we call it lawless zone, but it's uh basically the old part of the of the city, uh, where it got hit by a, I guess it, I don't know if it was terrorism attack or uh, just immigration influx of immigration and so basically it's abandoned yeah like nobody lives in this area so yeah that's why they head out over there because they're like well nobody's gonna be over here yeah and uh the major goes in and fights a a spider tank he goes in um recommended that she should just wait for backup but she tells him if i wait for backup there's no time there's no time i gotta go now 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 And if shit gets too heated, you know, turn on the fan and get out of here because he's in the <laughs> helicopter. So, yeah, Major, they give her, she gets on the helicopter and then she drives off, or they, they drive her off to uh, fly her off to that area that they're, that well, like where they last tracked the car that yeah. they've been chasing. And uh, she drops in and, yeah, it's this museum. She comes in from the roof and uh yeah all she brings is like this suitcase with her full of guns and uh it's not enough to fight the tank with yeah yeah and it's uh but, it's not an it's not a man tank it's a remotely controlled tank right or is no, there it's a man it's man there, there was somebody in there yeah there was someone in there he just fucking yeah. died <laughs> yeah um but yeah the the tank ran out of bullets and then she goes in and tries to open the door the hatchet Mm-hmm. That's where you see that really well done animation of her, yeah. of her like, of her artificial tendons and her muscle tissue and everything just tearing. She's um mm-hmm. straining her body past what she should be, 
But she can't feel, so she's not going to stop herself. And then, like, her muscles and her arms blow up. Yeah. But she manages to stop the tank. Or, no, she almost manages to stop the tank. She distracts the tank. She distracts, she distracts the, tank the tank to the point where they were like, oh, you thought you got us. And she's just... They, they, yeah, the, the claw grabs her and it begins, like, crushing her head. And she's like, well, I guess this is it. And uh, then Bato comes in with a properly sized weapon, and uh, <laughs> from what he, from what he said, it was not a legal weapon. No, um, it, it was this giant cannon that it, it's like a giant shotgun essentially <laughs> that shoots armor-piercing rounds. And uh, he just goes to town on the the thing, and then he drops the the gun, and it's this enormous barrel. And he's like, "Yeah, this is from my personal collection. They were doing experimental weapons. I took it home, and I just kept it there." <laughs> <laughs> And mm-hmm. yeah, then he saves the major and uh, that he... guy from section six that they had been pursuing in the car in the explosion from the tank, uh, the guy was, he died. <laughs> he did. He just he flew off and then they didn't show him anymore for a while. And then after everything was said and done, his corpse is just kind of lying there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was dead. Yeah. So they grab the, he, he puts the major to a safe area and then he goes into the car and pulls out the puppet master who's just being, He's just, you know, they, he's they don't got any there. arms or legs, so he yeah, he's just chilling there. He doesn't have any arms or legs, so he's like, well, whatever. <laughs> so he's they, like, well, okay. He, Bato lays the major next to uh, the puppet master's, uh, you know, body. And he, what does the major tell her? That he has to go, she has to go, um, she's going she's gonna to try and dive into to his programming and see, like, what's up. So yeah. Bato tells her, well, I mean, I can't really back you up there, so I'll just be here watching you. And the major ends up going into going into his, you know, programming and he ends up going into hers and they start like communicating and making babies. Making no, they start communicating. <laughs> eventually Not making yet. babies. The first date. The first this is the first they start having their first date. And uh but at in the beginning, Bato and the Major were still able to communicate via their their Skype in the brains, <laughs> and um, a lot of dialogue happens and a lot of uh, stuff gets explained to where, basically, this guy has been looking for the Major for a little bit and uh, wants to make babies with her, yeah. metaphorically and literally, I guess, in, in uh, whatever you'd like to... Tell yourself. Well, I mean, he was just like bond with me, and uh, they're like, we will combine into one being, and, and we'll, uh, we'll make a child that will live on the, you know, on the internet. On the internet, uh, which, uh, which but, I want to point out in the that's the whole plot of the manga as well. The of her making babies merging, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that, like, like it's this one, this arc, like explains, you know. Well, apart from merging, you know, you can make yourself duplicates and stuff like that. So that's where the dialogue comes from. Cool. Then eventually, Bato is unable to hear the major and not communicate with her anymore. Yeah, they and... turn off uh, communications basically, and they mute it so that they're talking to each other, but he can't hear it. He could hear the puppet master talking, so he gets so he could like hear what he's saying, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, major, major, what are you doing? No, stop." <laughs> and then, uh, who was it? Section six, section seven. Yeah. Section eight. Section six. Section twelve. 
six. Section six. <laughs> Ends up uh, surrounding, or not really surrounding, but they find out where they are. And they're uh, threatening to kill the major and threatening to kill the uh, the puppet master. All while this, uh, this long conversation is going on. And it ends up that they, like, at this point, you don't, you don't know what's happening. But you see them, like, shoot the puppet master and he just fucking dies. Or his body just, you know, he doesn't have no body no more. Yeah. And they were about to shoot the major, but Bato ends up putting his arm in the way, right? Yeah. yeah he, tra- he tries he to tra- block them with his arm. And the bullet with his arm. Yeah. And that manages to kind of stop the bullet, uh, in a way. But you know, the major's head just disappears, and discombobulates. It's fucking. It's gone. It's gone. She has nothing. Nothing but a head. <laughs> and uh, it was around this time where Section Seven comes in. Right? Section Nine. Section Nine. Was it Section Nine? It, it was, was Section, section nine. nine. Yeah, that was comes their in. And they're like, hey, you guys are being bad boys. Stop being so bad. <laughs> and they, you know, ward off Section 6. And Bato... They take off and Bato, Bato picks, up, picks Major's up Major's head. And then, you know, the ending starts. And you see... um, It's just a black screen. And then it, it uh slowly reveals to you this, like hallway and at the end of the hallway there's a there's a little girl sitting down and that little girl has a major's face and you're like that's weird <laughs> and then she talks like a slightly younger major she talks like a yeah. slightly younger major and then and she reveals she that she girl. she reveals that she merged with them and symbolically she is a baby and literally she is a baby of the the puppet master and her merging together um because it's technically not the major anymore, but it still is a major. But it's technically not the puppet master anymore, but it is a puppet. Yeah, master. it's a combination of the two, and thus their offspring, technically. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, her being in a child's body is like symbolic of this being their child. Yeah. And that hallway really isn't a hallway; it's a mirror on the other side. Isn't it? So we're, yeah, we're okay. seeing basically we're seeing the, we're major. Seeing we're her. Seeing the mirror. Yeah, we're seeing the mirror, so we're in Major's point of view, we're seeing her reflection. Okay, because when I saw it, I was like, okay, so we're obviously the Major, because, you know, she just came back to life. But then I was like, wait, why is there, why why is there like a hallway or something? And yeah. I, I guess I didn't get that that was a mirror. I thought it was just a hallway, and that was at the end of it. So clever. So clever. <laughs> oh, it's a guy. <laughs> uh, anyway. And then she's like, <laughs> Bato tells you that he got that that body from the black market and this and that. And <laughs> they come up with a little a little code for whenever they want to see each other again. What was it? Twenty five oh seven. Twenty five oh one. Twenty five oh one. Yeah, that was the code that they came up with whenever they want to meet up again, and they'll use that code to tell each other that that's them. To try and not be, you know, conspicuous about it. So, the anime ends. And you're like, cool. That was the end of the movie. Say bye, everybody.